3: Good morning. It is Tuesday, September 5th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey. On 93 W.I.B.C. His name is Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me there at Casey Daniels 317. And of course, we're both on YouTube right now. If you type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. All right. You ready to do this? I know it feels like Monday. The good news. It's already Tuesday. Short I'm, week. I have a question. What? Where the hell is Kevin. Did he quit? No, he's coming back tomorrow. He's still up doing his thing in Michigan.
2: Because Kylan is filling in for Kevin. And look, I don't mean to diminish people here that aren't here to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. But Kylan did a markedly better job than Kevin does in (laughs) terms of
3: attentiveness on Friday. I know. And she's very pleasant, too. She always says please and thank you. She's so nice. I really try my hardest, <laughs> and you're you're checking that box, girl, uh, nailing it. Uh, Kevin did send me some pictures. Oh, how exciting! Of his trip very good. Some beautiful sunsets. Great. So, I'm glad so it's worked good, out well. Good for Kevin. But right. Kevin's family hey, vacation is I going well. I wanted to point something out to you. Yes. I don't know what was going on here in the studio over the weekend. Yes. But I walked in, and there's a bottle opener on the floor. Was
2: Nigel here?
3: I don't know. Was Nigel pulling overtime? Somebody was having a good time, and. The studio over the weekend. You know who's not having a good time right now is your president, especially when people ask him about his age. Bad news he's
2: your president too, Casey. <laughs> I didn't vote him. You don't for him. get to opt
3: out of this. <laughs> his age and economic worries are endangering his re-election in 24. Nearly three-quarters of voters say he's just too old to run again, and that's from a new poll from the Wall Street Journal.
2: I was listening to the news during the you know top of the hour news. We do Fox News, mm-hmm. local news, etc., and there's some sort of thing today where Mitch McConnell has to explain to his fellow Republicans why he can't complete a sentence anymore, and I'm listening to that, and I'm thinking between Biden, who on the regular puts poorly constructed or ill-constructed or not even constructed sentences together, tells stories that never happened. I mean... Between him and McConnell having to explain why he can't, you know, he's pausing for 30 seconds at a time and appears to not know where he's at. Between Feinstein, Stein, who may or may not even be able to go to the bathroom on her own anymore. Like, this is the leadership of our nation.
3: Mm -hmm. Why is this okay? It's not okay for many people. I mean, when you think about it, Joe Biden is just one McConnell moment away from losing. All of it.
2: But here's the problem, Casey. Biden had lost his mind and people voted for him. Now, was it 81 million? No, of course not. No reasonable person thinks the guy who hid in his basement and didn't even campaign got 81 million legal votes. However, there are tens of millions of people who definitely did vote for Joe Biden. And it's not like there was some it's like there was some event where you say, oh, my gosh, that poor man was just the epitome of health. And then tragically had some medical endeavor where he's just a shell of himself. No, he was this when he was running for president and tens of millions of people still voted
3: for it. Yep. Yeah. So he's the oldest serving president in history, 80 years old. It is a source of valid concern for a lot of people, but he's not the only one. I came across this. There are about 13 senators who are over typical retirement age that are trying to run again. And and if you'll just bear with me, sure. I want to run through this list. Yes. It's uh Republicans and Democrats yes. are on this list. Uh Rick Scott from Florida, he's seventy. Senator from Hawaii is seventy five.
2: Is that is that Mazie Hirono or is that yeah. the other one? Yes. Yep.
3: Uh, Angus King from Maine, Republican, 79 years old. No,
2: no, no, Casey. Angus King is an independent who caucuses with the Democrats. We're not going to lump. Okay. The Republicans get plenty of scorn. We're not going to give them Angus King because even they don't deserve Angus King. Go ahead.
3: But he's 79 years old running for re-election. So
2: he would fit right in with the Republican Party.
3: Elizabeth Warren, 74. Roger Wicker from Mississippi, 72. Uh Uh-huh. Bob Menendez from New Jersey, 69. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, Sherrod Brown from Ohio, seventy. Sheldon Whitehouse from Rhode Island, sixty-seven. Marsha Blackburn, she's pretty outspoken, lady from Tennessee, right? Seventy-one years no old. No way. Seventy-one.
2: So she's totally putting like boot black in her hair then, because I there, there's no, I mean she's
3: she's getting it colored. There's
2: yes, thank you. Uh-huh. Thanks for a better way of Mitt describing Romney. That. Mitt
3: Romney from Utah, seventy-six. Yes. Bernie Sanders. You know how old he is.
2: He's got he's is he eighty?
3: Eighty one. Eighty one, okay. Eighty one. Joe Manchin, West Virginia, seventy-six. John Barroso from Wyoming, seventy-one. I mean, all of these people want to be reelected For six years even.
2: Well, and then of course you got Fetterman, who once called Joe Biden a collapsed bridge. (laughs) And and you got Feinstein Mm Stein and you got Grassley, who's 183 years old. Again, this is part of the reason the country is in the shape it is is you have people who they're disconnected is the right word, but they're disconnected on a variety of levels. And the disconnect is not just the age, but it's also the wealth and the elitism. So you have on a variety of topics, a variety of areas, I guess I should say, people who are making decisions for others completely disconnected from the relevance of the lives they're living. Does that make sense?
3: Yes. There's a big difference between being experienced and being out of touch. Yes,
2: yes, and and it is not to say, and again, people get this, all, you're an ageist. When it comes to my politics, yes, absolutely I am. If you have hit 75 from a political perspective and you have not accomplished the thing that you have set out to accomplish, then I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you can call me an ageist, you can call me a hater of the elderly or whatever. Now, that is not to say that people 70, 75, even 80 years old do not have immense contributions to society, whether it is you know leading nonprofits or leading communi- communities in a variety of ways or or raising children or raising grandchildren. Yes, absolutely. Older people have a just a phenomenal amount of stuff to still offer society. However, I do not want somebody 80 years old running society because the disconnect and the lack of understanding of what people in their thirties and forties who let's face it are the economic engine that is driving, driving our country. Mm -hmm. You have nothing in common with them, but that is true for every generation. It's not a, not a besmirchment or an indictment of, of older people. What I will not have much in common with my daughter because there is 39 ish years age difference between us. There will not, when I am, what would that be? When she is 40, I will be 79. I'm not under the delusion that I'm gonna be like in hip lockstep (laughs) with her. That's the way it is for every generation. Exactly. It is just ridiculous that these people are making, are making decisions for society.
3: Now, Nikki Haley has called for term limits, of course, after uh, Mitch McConnell's latest episode of freezing up in public. But you know, Joe Biden, guess what? He says he's not going anywhere. Someone said,
1: you know, uh, that Biden, he's getting old, man, I tell you what. Well guess what? Guess what? I, you know, the only thing that comes today is a little bit of wisdom i I b I've I've been doing this lauren, anybody, and I guess what? I'm gonna to continue to do it with your help.
2: Uh, He is right. Uh, Age does bring wisdom in in many cases and there are many, many older people who I still value the counsel of and take advice from. However, those people can form coherent sentences. Mm -hmm. They don't tell on the regular, just flat-out lies. They're not engaged in pay-for-play schemes with their loser-druggy son. Uh, they haven't spent 50 years making... I mean, think about with Joe Biden. And we, he, next year, it will be 50 years since he entered the United States Senate. Mm-hmm. So Joe Biden has been in charge in one capacity or another of this country for the better part of 50 years, and look at what has happened to the country during that time. It It has descended... I mean, in Inflation, any standard you want, America is in worse shape, buying power, whatever, than it was 50 years ago. He has been in charge the entire time, so no, wisdom is not one of your things. You have a lot of things, buddy. Wisdom is not one of them.
3: He has he has been trying to make it a better place your entire life.
2: (laughs) Your your entire
3: life, that guy has been in office. Uh, What is he going to go to Ohio? By the way,
2: Uh, so this was fascinating. So he uh, obviously was in Florida because of the hurricane and random, confused, accidental act of journalism that broke out from the media. They basically said, hey, dude, you went to. Maui, Mm -hmm. That was a disaster. Mm -hmm. You now here in Florida. Falling
3: asleep, by the way.
2: Yes. And what was the thing about telling the story about his Corvette and And his
3: kitchen catching on fire? The fact
2: that your kid is buried in a pile of rubble and you can't get him out yet. Hey, don't fret. I almost lost a Corvette one time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, of course, now he's here in Florida. And the media asked him, why is it that you refuse to go to Ohio?
1: You said in March that you would go to East Palestine, Ohio. You came here. How come you haven't gone to East Palestine yet? Well, I haven't had the occasion to go to East Palestine. There's a lot going on here, and I just haven't been able to break. I was thinking whether I'd go to East Palestine this week, but I then was reminded I've got to go literally around the world. I'm going from uh, from Washington to India to Vietnam, to, and so I, it's going to be wild. But... Uh, we're making sure that East Palestine has what they need materially in order to deal with their problems. What
3: Six d- months ago, he promised he was going to go. What do you say? I haven't had. I haven't had an occasion. <laughs> what? What sort of
2: English is that? I mean, like, what I haven't had. Okay. No kidding, idiot. That's why we're asking you. Why haven't you gone? Well,
3: and then he says he's going to be traveling around the world. It's going to be wild, man. It's going to be wild. It's. It's like he sounds like he's going on a, on a party. I just. That should scare everybody, by the way, that he's going around the world representing us.
2: Yes. Okay, Casey, mm-hmm. when we come back. Now, this yeah. obviously happened late Friday, and it is and this is Tuesday, but I, I, I felt like this was such a monumental event. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just go by the responses of people, and I get that the internet is not real life, but I think the in this case, the internet was a pretty good kind of um, gauge of where society was. And we've got to talk about the Jimmy Buffett thing because it felt like, this was bigger than if a president had passed mm-hmm. away. I mean, the just response from people about Jimmy Buffett, about his life, about what he meant to them.
3: And so can we talk about that when we come back? Wasted away again in Margaritaville. It's coming up with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kisimta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
4: I'm doing the other one. I'll, yeah, this is your request? Yeah, if you don't mind. Okay. This would be a real uh, kick for me. All right. Now,
1: we're... Oh, I think you can it's leave No, I'm not leaving it. You can join the chorus. No, no, I won't be singing along. I'll just be here enjoying it. Okay. Okay. This is uh, come Monday, Come Monday. Okay. And and thank you in advance for doing this. Okay. That's very nice. Uh, This is a song that kept me from killing
3: myself in the Howard Johnson's in Marin County. See,
1: these stories are great. That's a a great story.
4: Well, it hit, and I paid the rent. Got my dog out of the pound, and the was on. You were really uh, sad in a Howard Johnson's? I was deathly depressed. Yeah, I was in a Howard Johnson's under
3: Mount Tamalpais in Marin County, and uh, living there, playing in San Anselmo. It was awful, and I
4: wrote this song, and it hit, and the rest is history. Yeah. It has to do with the color <laughs> of the roof, I think, of those places. It has to do with the size of the rooms and the food next door as well. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> okay, Now well, here we go.
3: Heading out to San Francisco For the Labor Day weekend show
4: I got my hush puppies on. I guess I never was meant for glitter. Rockin'. What year was that?
3: 1983. That's Jimmy Buffett on The David Letterman Show.
2: It felt like so. Jimmy Buffett obviously passing away over the weekend at the age of 76. By the way, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. That's Casey. Uh, this was a really big deal, mm-hmm. and I know that it was what was that Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. What is that? That's four days. Mm-hmm. Um, that this is a big deal. Like this is a really big deal to a lot of to a lot of people. That that. Um, that he meant a lot to them and it meant a lot more than even, hey, my favorite musician had passed away. For many people, it was like a friend had passed away.
3: Well, that, and I think he was one of those guys that was multi-generational. Like I went and saw Jimmy Buffett with my parents years ago and I know my daughter as well knows some of his songs, you know, Margaritaville, it's an anthem, right? And it's, he's just one of those guys who brought joy to so many people and brought people together just to have a smile, have a good time.
2: I think people often, I I heard this years ago and I think this was actually Bruce Springsteen who said this, that. Music, the best music is something to help you face the day with. Mm. And I think in a weird way, Jimmy Buffett personified that more than maybe any other major recording artist, maybe ever. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this over the weekend. That maybe ever. And that sounds weird in the sense of he didn't write songs from an identifiability standpoint. Like you could not most people did not live the Jimmy Buffett lifestyle, but many people rather wanted to live the Jimmy Buffett lifestyle. And it wasn't a lifestyle you couldn't live in the sense of like a lot of rappers write about their gold or their bling or the Mm -hmm. this or the uh, money on my mind and my mind on my money, you know, all that stuff. But the Jimmy Buffett lifestyle weirdly, in a very weird way, was attainable to many people if you just had the gall to throw your whole life away and go live it.
3: Does that make sense? (laughs) Well, many people could live the Jimmy Buffett lifestyle at least a few days out of the year. Right. When you would take some time off of work and, you know, anytime you would go to a beach or have a margarita, that's, you were living the Jimmy Buffett lifestyle.
2: And the greatest legacy of Buffett, and I'll tell you where I really this was multiple years ago. It was, I guess, two years ago now. It was before you got here. Uh, our old buddy Kloppensteinstein is mm-hmm. um, a huge Buffett fan. Yeah, And he and some buddies from out of town who had gone to been going to Buffett shows for years and years and years, decided they were going to the Buffett concert. And just, it started out as a joke. And then we famously went through it. They hired me to drive them mm-hmm. to the Buffett concert, hang out with them and tailgate with them and then drive them home from the Buffett concert. And I'm, I'd never been to a Jimmy Buffett concert before, so I'm watching all of these people interact at a Buffett concert. I didn't actually go into the concert. I actually sat in the parking lot at Ruoff, and they live-streamed it on Facebook, which is cool, so I could sit there and watch it on, on my phone. But watching this whole interaction, I realized the greatest gift Jimmy Buffett gives, gave, gives, whatever, to others is the memories he allowed you to make. So the Jimmy Buffett concert mm-hmm. was not the greatest musical excursion that ever lived. It wasn't some four hour marathon. It wasn't learning about yourself in a new way, like you know a lot of the things that I look for, but it was rather about the ability for 40 plus years, he allowed people to make memories that will never leave them until the day they die. And you saw those begin to roll out over the weekend with the tribute to Jimmy Buffett.
3: Yeah, he was great at offering uh, an escape for people just to have a good time. Fins to the left, Fins to the right, Cheeseburger in Paradise, Son of a Sailor. I mean, all of these songs that just, they just make you feel like you're in the sunshine.
2: Yeah. Okay, so in of Jimmy Buffett. Today yeah. will be Jimmy Buffett Day. We will play Jimmy Buffett uh, bumper music all throughout the day. Today,
3: Yeah. Uh, he's going to appear in a new movie, by the way. It's about Key West in huh? the 70s. It's called All That Is Sacred, and it just premiered at the Telluride Film Festival over the weekend. It is 926. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesempta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram Injection,
4: yesterday are over my shoulder so I can look back for too long there's just too much to see
2: 93wiIBC it is the Kendall and Casey show I'm Rob Casey's here and let's go to the drivehuler.com hotline he is the last last chance for the state I mean I told him I told him in the break you have you have to win you have to win Micah I am so sick of the Indiana Republican Party and they did it again they put one of these Marion County crony elitist butt sniffers in charge of the party and Hathaway why do the Republicans keep picking awful people to run this party? I haven't
0: heard the term butt sniffer for seventh grade.
2: I mean <laughs> oh, she's horrible. Man. She's awful. It's like just it's it's like I said, we can't do any worse than Hupfer and the Republican said,
0: Oh yes we can Well, okay, for a couple couple things going on here. Again, this is that uh, the elite picking the the next person in charge. This is that uh that giving the, the political office to your friends kind of uh, mindset. And that's one of the reasons I'm running for lieutenant governor is because we've got to break away from that. And what happens typically with the party chairman is the governor will say, I want this person to be the party chair, and then the district uh, chairs and vice chairs vote on on that. And, again, it's not, it's not really the governor's uh, pick, but he just says, this is who I want, and people vote that way. And we've got to break out of that mindset because sometimes – Listen, a governor isn't perfect, right? There's there's nothing that a governor does that shouldn't be uh, that shouldn't be scrutinized and, and we need to hold people accountable in all aspects of authority. The people need to be awake and they need to hold them accountable. And so when you begin to just give offices away and people just vote the way they're told to vote, it always ends poorly. And I think that's the problem with the system. And again, I'm a I, I love the Republican Party. The principles of the party are solid, constitutionally based and based and founded uh, principles, and but but we need to get back to those principles, and and so I think what you saw the other or last week was just kind of the same old, same old, and that's that's what we got to break away from.
2: Uh, I mean, it's, it's like the the party itself does not represent the people in the party anymore. I mean, and they have learned nothing. Like it it is so bad the people are in this state are so fed up with the Republicans that they elected Diego at the convention for crying out loud, and yet the Republican leadership just goes ha ha f
0: us f you. Well, so we yeah, you you're right. I mean, the 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 elite, the ruling class elite, the uniparty if you will. I mean, I think we've got Republicans all over this country who are the Republican wing of the Democrat party. I've said that often and I think that's true. It's they don't really they don't really have an R next to their name because they believe in the principles of the party. They have an R next to their name because it's easy for them to win that way whatever district they're in. And that's what People like you and I, Casey, and, and even Rob too. You know, uh, we've got to...
3: <laughs> even Rob.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Rob's technically a libertarian right now, but we're gonna we're gonna get him back. We're getting him back. But uh, but we've got to we've got to make sure that we we send the message out loud and clear. Like, hey, these people are real Republicans, and these people are not real Republicans. And and again, this Ronald Reagan, I loved him. He's a great president, but. Unfortunately, his 11th commandment doesn't apply anymore. The 11th commandment is Thou shalt not speak ill of a fellow Republican. The problem is, we've got Democrats and even sometimes socialists. And communists that have infiltrated the Republican Party, and if you're not allowed to speak ill about those people, if you're not allowed to call them out, and say, "Hey, you're not aligning with principles," then what happens? We just keep getting more and more of those rhinos, for a better, lack of a better word, in powers of authority and and uh, and and, get, and in and in office.
3: I think what we're seeing here, though, is Kyle Hupford stated, Anne is a longtime friend. <laughs>
2: Right. i can and real quick i'll let you answer this micah but real quick if i were to think of a like the group of the last people i would want to say has been a longtime friend Anne hathaway would be very near the top of the last people i would want to call a longtime friend sorry the floor is
0: yours
3: but isn't that the problem longtime friend
0: yeah 100 it's uh it, we've treated these these positions as uh I'm gonna pay back my buddy or i'm gonna a carrot. That I'm going to dole out if someone pays me enough money in my campaign, or if they do me a favor, I'll do them a favor, right? And again, this is it's it's bastardized the system of governance that our founding fathers put in place. I mean, this was these guys. Our founding fathers remember they they sacrificed a, a lot. They sacrificed their life, their their sacred honor, and their sacred and their fortune. They they laid it all on the line. They didn't they didn't serve because they were getting something out. Of it, they served because it was their duty to defend liberty for their children and children's children, and we've lost that mindset. And so, I, I will say this though, when it comes to specifically to Anne Hathaway, because I, I'm actually I'm actually somewhat thankful she she got the chairmanship. And let me let me explain that. Just yes, twice. please explain.
2: Because, yes, go please quickly.
0: Because this is a lame duck session right now for this chairman. Um, there's, I mean, it's it's Holcomb's pick. It's Kyle Hufford's pick. Um, they, you can see they are on the outs. People in Indiana have have given up on the Holcomb administration because he's abandoned faith and family principles. Like we've said many times on the show, if you put a solid conservative somebody in that seat, what's going to happen is they're not. It's, they're going to look. They're going to look uh, lame. They're going to look ineffective. They're not going to be able to get anything done between now and when the next when the next governor is elected, and and then it's just going to hurt the conservative cause. So right now. You know, just let them have it for another year. And when we get a good governor, hopefully a a solid faith and family principled uh, kind of minded governor, they'll put somebody in that chair that actually is going to lead our our party back to the social conservative values that that make our state really an amazing state.
2: Uh, Micah Beckwith, our guest. All right, Beckwith, you know, we hate to brag on the popularity of this show because, well, we are told by the people down the street from us at 200 West Washington, no one listens and no one cares. (laughs) Uh, But you were saying that you went to some sort of social event uh, recently and it was like uh, the Beatles touching down in America there was a line out the door to get your autograph because of your appearance on this radio show
0: well it, it blows my mind now listen people love Casey I'm going to tell you that right now just, uh, and, then, and then they always say so tell me what is Rob really like <laughs> and so, that that is but that happens more and more we were at a wedding we were sitting at a table and i was in a side conversation there was a, a uh a young man that used to be in my youth group who's now a teacher at hsc and and uh he's a he's a liberal i mean he's kind of gone down the leftist path <laughs> so we were obviously in a in a you know a spirited debate but then uh my, my susan was talking to an, another couple that that were there and they were I didn't know them and, and all of a sudden I hear out of the out of my, my ear I wasn't really listening, but then they just I hear this guy say, Oh my gosh, that's Micah Beckwith from WIVC. Oh, sweet, you work here now. <laughs>
3: and,
0: and then I hear,
3: so what's Rob really like? Uh-huh. <laughs> and what did you say?
0: Oh, it was a great conversation. They loved it. They, I mean, they're big fans. And and again, and this happens. This wasn't. This is not the first time that's happened. This happens quite a bit when we get people coming to the church because they say, "Hey, listen, we 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 hear you on WIBC. We love what the church is doing and standing for truth. And and so, I mean, you guys have a powerful platform. And I think the reason so many people, um, you know, don't like uh, the, you know, the show is because,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: wait a minute,
0: wait a minute, just stop wait, wait, right wait. there. Let me Let me the people in power don't like the show is because the platform is so big. And when you speak, people resonate with the message, the average grassroots, uh, you know, God and country patriot, they they resonate with what you guys are saying, and then they go out and do something about it, which makes the people in power very, very scared mm-hmm. of of your platform. And I think that's great. I, I love it. I think, keep it up. You guys are true doing a phenomenal job.
2: True story. So we sat next to Micah's wife at church on Sunday, and at one point she has this mortified look on her face as Micah is describing uh, sexual misdeeds in the Bible, and she just looks at 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 my wife and I and goes, is a really, really interesting way of describing things. And just like puts her head in her hands and just, just, just starts shaking her head. And
0: I think that was. Wait, wait, wait. You can't just throw that out there on the air right now. We're talking about David and Bathsheba. Okay. We're in Second Samuel right now. It's not, it's not, it's appropriate. I mean, we were, I don't even remember what I said, but I'm sure it was fine. Oh, she was mortified, Micah. I mean, just mortified. But hey,
2: speaking of Life Church, there's something cool going on with Life Church. What is it?
0: Well, I mean, lots of things. We've got a uh, um, just lots of growth happening, but one of the things Laura's Lord has really laid on our hearts uh, the last probably four or five years is to partner with organizations that are setting those caught in sex slavery free. And so we've all seen The Sound of Freedom, an amazing movie. It's really, uh, I think, opened our eyes to kind of this Awful world that's right underneath our noses, um, but we work with an organization called Project Rescue. And on September fourteenth uh, at seven a.m. in the morning, we are going to be doing a a breakfast, a fundraiser to raise money for Project Rescue that sets women and children caught in the the evils of sex trafficking free all around the world. It's going to be at the Lucas Estates in Carmel, so it's going to be a nice, a real nice event. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's an amazing event. We're going to hear testimony from from women who have been in that industry and and people. Uh, like the church have come and, and set them free. We're going to hear people who are fighting on the front lines to, to rescue these people. And, you know, listen, everyone's made in the image of God. And we've, if we don't stand up and do something about it, then God's going to hold us accountable someday for not, not helping those in need. So we've got to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So September 14th, 7 a.m., at the Lucas Estate, you can go to com to find out more info on the Hope Starts Here Breakfast.
2: Beckwith, I think this is a phenomenal cause. Here's what I'd like you to do, though, while you're at the Lucas Estate. Remember in that the scene in Caddyshack where Rodney Dangerfield is walking around and goes, this place is a dump. The only reason I'm here is maybe I'll buy it. You totally have to like just go walking around the Lucas Estate and keep saying that to people. Please.
0: Uh, you know what? Uh, they're being very generous with their, uh, their- their uh, venue, so I think we're going to give them the honor that to them, and, and it is. Uh, listen, if you've ever been out there, it is an amazing property. It's just it, it's phenomenal. And the Lucas families—they're they, strong, conservative family. They're always doing uh, uh, great things to help causes like this. So, I mean, just giving props if. You know, go out and buy Lucas Oil because they—they're uh, using the money in a in a good way to help help our world. Um, you know, stand for what needs to be stood for. So, all
2: right, we love it. LifeChurchIN.com. dot com. Beckwith, uh, you're the best. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys. Love you.
3: You're listening to Kendall and Casey on ninety three WIBC. We stand- 47, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Did you have a margarita over the weekend, over the long holiday weekend? I had a skinny margarita. What the hell is that? It's, uh, you take, uh, tonic water and some, uh, lime tequila and a little lime juice. You don't have all that sugar in there with a, you know, typical margarita. Well,
2: gee, Casey, way to be as boring as possible. (laughs) Nothing says tribute to you dying. Like, I'll just do it my own way.
3: No, no, no. I was celebrating him just with less calories. Oh. Hey, did you hear that the first lady, Jill Biden, tested positive for covid
2: now this is really wild and wacky, and uh, you know I love the internet troll brigade, um, and I love the people who just end up on my posts, and it's so weird what failed attempted office holders end up on your. Of course, they didn't win their elections; they lost. You know, like some people who lost to the arguably the worst candidate in statewide history. How they'll mm-hmm. just suddenly pop up and you know it's really weird who's paying attention to your social uh, media when you post about covid or masking or vaccines so um I did see that the first lady tested positive for COVID. Now, unlike the left, I don't wish death or ill will on anyone. I hope she gets a very speedy, quick recovery. But this is super wacky, Casey, because, and the clip is all over the internet, Mm -hmm. of Joe Biden Mm -hmm. saying Mm -hmm. that if you got that vaccine, you would not get COVID. So that's super weird, because I know she is double vaxxed and boosted and all the other stuff, and she done got the COVID. So, uh, you know, people got real mad at me for posting about that. But um, she got the COVID.
3: She did. The White House said that Joe Biden has tested negative and he would continue to be monitored. And uh, it could be a, a really inconvenient time for him as he's set to travel around the world.
2: And here's what's super wild and wacky. Now This was August 23rd on the CDC's website. It said, quote, B.A. 2.86 may be more capable of causing infection in people who have previously had COVID-19 or who have received COVID-19 vaccines. Mm-hmm. So that was August 23rd. Now, uh, look, again, unless the CDC has become some radical right wing organization and look, I, again, I'm but a product of the public education system and i was there before it was woke so i didn't get near the schooling that they they do in today's public schools but uh that would appear to me to say that if you had the vaccine it could be worse for you than if you you didn't have the vaccine
3: that's what some people are saying and dr fauci concerned people won't be masking up again with the new ba 2.86 spreading
2: isn't the vaccine mask fetish weird yeah this is where you talk it's your your second it's your your yes it is weird I I mean it is like the the moment the moment there was an opportunity it is though someone was lined up to see a concert a Taylor Taylor Swift concert it was though if they had said hey all 65,000 of you who are going to be at the first night at Lucas Oil Stadium or whatever that number is we are going to just allow you to line up and it's gonna be all first come, first serve, and we're gonna open the doors, and whoever gets to the front row first is gonna get that front row seat. That is what the the mask vaccine fetish people are like. Like the moment there's a new COVID, oh <laughs> <laughs> COVID! Let me get my mask back. I mean, and, and it is like any person who points out the obvious, up to and including a video of the president of the United States saying, if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID. There's an excuse. No, what the CDC really said was, uh, no, the CDC just needs to explain it better to people. So what you're saying is the government entity that can't properly explain it to people is the government entity that I should totally trust and not question at all. (laughs) Okay, got it. Like, these people are really bizarre. I mean, they had been waiting, Casey, for Mm -hmm. two years. It was, you know know who they are? They're Jackie Paper and Puff the Magic Dragon, and they are Puff the Magic Dragon. And in this case, little Jackie Paper Mm -hmm. was the COVID lockdowns and mandates. Little Jackie Paper came no more. And they have been Puff, in the cave waiting for little Jackie to come back and this new COVID variant is their opportunity. I mean, it's just sick and weird how these people have such a fetish about needing to be in masks and have forced vaccinations.
3: So Dr. Fauci says that uh, he's concerned that people won't abide by masking recommendations. I don't know if you heard it, but over the weekend, long holiday weekend, right? Yeah. New York City. The entire city came out and said, uh, we're recommending masking for the weekend (laughs) as you're out and about trying to enjoy your life. Make sure you cover your face.
2: We have to give credit where credit is due. And this was random. It was confused. It was very likely accidental. I'm sure the person who did this got in very, 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 very big trouble over at CNN. But Fauci was on CNN and he was just totally ripped to shreds about the effective, effectiveness of, of masking.
1: There is a perception out there by many, how many I don't know, that they don't work and that the data concludes that they didn't work in the first go round. Respond to that on masks.
4: Yeah, well, that's not so. I mean, when you're talking about at the population level, that the data are less strong than knowing that if you look on a situation as an individual, protecting themselves or protecting them from spreading it. There's no doubt that masks work. Different studies give different percentages of advantage of wearing it. But there's no doubt that the weight of the studies, and there have been many studies, indicate the benefit of wearing masks. I'm going to refer to one of them. You've heard about it before. I heard about it
1: from a number of radio callers. Uh, Brett Stevens in The Times talked about Cochrane. Put that on the screen. The most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing the spread of respiratory illness, including COVID 19, was published last month. Its conclusions, said Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist who is the lead author, were unambiguous. There is just no evidence that they, masks, make any difference.
4: Yeah, but there are other studies, Michael, that show at an individual level, individual, when you're talking about the effect on the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. But when you talk about as an individual basis of someone protecting themselves or protecting themselves from spreading it to others, there's no doubt that there are many studies that show that there is an advantage. When you took at the broad population level, like the Cochrane study, the data are less firm with regard to the effect on the overall pandemic. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about an individual's effect on their own safety. That's a bit different than the broad population level. D-
2: does that make any sense to the you, individual's Casey? individual's
3: effect on their own safety. Uh, he's using Kamala Harris's speechwriter, o- apparently. O-
2: overall, it doesn't work, but individually it does work. Right.
3: What? What?
2: (laughs) This was the guy that was in charge of everything. And uh, hey, you only Trump people, again, we gotta come back to this. Trump put this guy in charge, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, he's gotta answer for this because no, if Trump had not let this guy just run roughshod all over everything, none of this would've happened. This is the guy they put in charge.
3: Okay, so Fauci is saying, we're not talking about mandates or forcing anybody, but we have a situation here.
2: No, they are talking about forcing you because it's coming it's coming
3: the situation is also known as an election it is 956 it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC